It's always a turn Feels good with your number one hip hop and R&B station. Power 109 Radio, number one for hip hop and R&B. Get high with me while sipping on some tea. This is The Tea with THC. While we sip today, let's chat Canna Talk, celebrity gossip, and cannabis networking. Learn about our community with special guests from our THC fam. The Tea is brought to you by Power 109 and the THC Girls. That's why I'm already yeah. Yeah, we, settled I, in. I remember we came out here in 2014 when this shit like first, part, like in January when it kicked over. Like We were literally the first people uh buying legal weed out here me and the homies uh we was like fuck that we going because one of our homies 21st birthday mm-hmm. and we was like we're not going to vegas i'll be going to denver like we're gonna smoke some legal weed bro we ain't never did that shit nobody's ever did that Period. shit yeah. you know what i mean so let's go make fucking history and like ever since we did that trip like we just i was like i think we collectively made the decision that like yo we're gonna we're gonna come out here and make some shit pop right Hell yeah. Well, I'm glad you call Colorado your home. Hell yeah. That's dope. Uh, what sort of jobs and things did you get into when you first moved here? Shit, when I first got out here, um, I was just cutting my teeth, doing anything that I really could um, that was considered business driven because I didn't go to school for business. So I, when I first got out here, my first job was in the Denver Tech Center in mm-hmm. finance. Believe it or fucking, I don't even know. What'd you go to college for? I went to college for visual arts. Like, so oh, it, it started off as a film degree, but not a lot of people use film anymore. Like, it's a digital era. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I had to switch it later on to uh, digital and visual communications. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. that's 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 what was my focus. That was That is my focus, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came out here, um I, I don't know what the decision was but i i just i wanted to do something to teach me professional skills you know what i mean because mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like i was in the position to kind of gain them as much as i wanted to learning what i was learning and stuff like the that. the business side yeah of yeah because i mean as far as sales and stuff like that retail was my like that was as far as it went with that but i wanted to develop my skills in that in that in that world because I, I all at the end of the day I, I always knew that I wanted to start something on my own so I wanted to know how to operate it you know the logistics of it all that all those things um the little pieces that go into the controls of running the company mm-hmm. um so you got all your experience um kind of in the business world at Denver yeah, Tech Center Denver Tech Center and then I moved to the central business uh um uh, the central business center excuse me uh in downtown Denver sorry I <laughs> It is a weird uh, name, Central Business I Center. I know, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> essentially, it essentially was on Blake Street. It was downtown on Blake Street. I was doing business development and sales process solutions. Uh, and there I really, really learned like how to build a pipeline of sales, like really develop client relations, develop like the skills it takes to really take a sale through the entire life cycle um, and retain uh, business, not just get new business. So um yeah that 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 was a real good opportunity for me right there yep and you just decided to kind of take it into your own your own hands start your own your own shebang yeah because the thing is man i started to notice i cared more about the shit than the owners did don't you hate that i'm like what the fuck is going on in here yeah and they were in their own shit bringing it to the office it was a startup which i have no disrespect to startups Mm -hmm. but you know how that can be in that environment sometimes One of the brothers just straight went to Africa, bro. Like out of nowhere, went to South Africa. It just led like, and he was half of the company. So the head, like, listen, long story short, that company got discontinued 
And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Left like, all y'all hanging. If it's that easy to start, if these motherfuckers did it, mm-hmm. like I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's the decision that I made in 2017. Mm-hmm. What were your first steps um, when starting that? Um, did you kind of start with a plan? Um, mm, kind of not really, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't really... Oh, excuse me. Like, I I didn't know how to... He just told the table, excuse me, yeah, y'all, just so you know. I, I, didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it affected the sound or nothing, so I just wanted to be like, oh, my You're bad. You're good, keep it going. But um, <laughs> I, had a, I had a goal, but I didn't necessarily have a plan. Mm-hmm. So I was just doing shit, literally just going to places, showing up, meeting people. Uh, so when you say you to- started a business or started your company, you more so started like spreading the word of a word of mouth of your own self, of well, what your services. Well, that and I actually got the LLC that year, too. Oh, okay. like I bought. I mean, I just figured, you know, I got to get an LLC. Mm-hmm. Imme- like, that's just what I I, mm-hmm. I I wanted to put the shit. I wanted to be legit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to just. You know what I mean? Go around doing things uh, under the table or whatever that is. Uh, I, I wanted to be legitimate, so I went and got my LLC, and then from there uh, started doing my outreach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whether you um, have your plan set for your business or not, starting the LLC basically is like your first legitimate step. What's well, a legitimate your your, shit, exactly. Yeah, getting your shit started. So um, it made sense because I did the same thing. You know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my personal brand. I just knew, you know, some form of hospitality, blunt rolling, you know, hosting private settings, but I locked down my name. As, and that's you know, exactly as, as what soon it as was. I could. Yeah. Exactly what it was. So I knew intellectual property. Like I wanted to own this shit, mm-hmm. period. Like I didn't want nobody to come and be like oh or like not that it's even a uh it's not really an appeasing name for real for real if you just like look like nobody knows what the fuck it means esco spark so mm-hmm. like i just wanted nobody to come in and then take that name straight up so i wanted to own all that mm-hmm. like from the from the jump before i went out here and started making a name for it or whatever i wanted to own that shit so i feel you on that mm-hmm. And what was your main goal? I mean, f- for the company. So you just said you started out with outreach. How? What were you pitching to people? What were you telling them that you could do for them? I wanted to. I wanted to. Help, and it's the same that uh, is similar to what I'm doing now. But I wanted to really take over um, finding new business for people. Like, but not only finding new business, but like strategizing how to develop. What I, at the time I wasn't calling it that, but I was doing brand development. But I was just calling it business development because I was doing not only the sales part of it, but also identity, like what that company should, you know, how the, the language, the the philosophies and, and whatever they want to portray or connect to mm-hmm. uh, in a given market. That's important. So, yeah, that's what, what that was the main goal. Did you focus on cannabis brands or did you start Not off with clothing all. brand clothing brands, excuse me? At first it was just anybody. Like I didn't care. Anyone who you had did. an idea. Yeah, it was just anybody, but I did I mean with learning, I had to learn to focus it up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't do everything. And like in some shit, some of your skills don't apply to, to certain companies and brands. Like I had to learn that. So I do have a lot of you know, early early learning lessons with that. Um that you could take on to different markets. Right. And, and and then once I started figuring out that I wanted, I mean, I always, look, I already, I knew I wanted, I knew I wanted to do something involved with weed, but it didn't really, it didn't really all come together until recently, like the last couple of years, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Talk um, about that. How'd you get started into that? What got you involved? The shit. Like just, just, just the dankness just of the weed. Nah, for real. I hate to be so like, yeah, but like I fell deeper in love with that plant. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. and i never like i never took to took the time to really strategize about how i can enter the market so i didn't do it but once i like over the pandemic i'm not even gonna lie like the first once the pandemic started um the year before I was just developing my green thumb, you know what I mean? But I never really like sat down and like grew the shit or learned or like applied the skills that I developed to do it until I like had, we literally had nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. I'm in this motherfucking house and my and my state say I can, I can do this right now. Mm -hmm. So I like, you know what I <laughs> mean? It's essential, it, so it, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, and like, so I just, and then like people weren't letting you smell it. They wouldn't let you see it. I was like, I can't live like this in the world. Like I feel like a fucking crackhead waiting yeah. outside. <laughs> To get my weed in the middle of a fucking pandemic? Yeah. I'ma grow this shit. Yeah. Like that's exactly what I did. And then I was like, oh my God, like I'm kind of good at this. A and B, like the relationship that I have for it grew deeper where I was like, I gotta be around this motherfucking plant all the time. Like all the time. And I'm gonna dedicate my life to it, period. And that's when this shifted to where Escospart became exclusively um, well, I wouldn't say exclusively because we still do work outside of cannabis, but uh -huh. it was devoted to cannabis and cannabis brands. Mm -hmm. But you were able to softly integrate the two, yeah, two avenues. Um, what jobs did you start out doing, um, or like, I'm sorry, what brands did you start off working with? Um, you know, what new opportunities were you were you working with in the beginning with your cannabis avenue? My first one was out the gate, Lova. Lova. And Natty Rims was my primary one. Natty, really Natty, Natty Rims. Rims. Yeah, that was the one where I, that's that's where I got my teeth cut for real in that, in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but Lova allowed me to really learn a lot about the industry and brands that we did sell in store. Um, and before that, I mean, it goes back to like me trying to get in the industry. And I, I don't know who, I forget who it was. I think it was Dope as Yola. I was watching one of his podcasts and he was like, man, if you want to do anything with this plant or anything long term, just get in wherever you can. Like, it don't matter what it is. If you mm -hmm. trimming, you know, you 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 doing maintenance in the, in the warehouses, you mm -hmm. bud tending, just get in whenever. And the opportunity just presented itself to be a bud tender at Lova. And that's where I was able to exponentially uh, get an understanding of, you know, compliance, get an understanding of the industry, the do's and the do nots met a lot of people too you built hell your yeah was able to do that with the events they provided and the opportunities they have for you to get integrated quickly like that shit was dope mm -hmm. and they got that little thing called learn brands i know maybe if you're in the industry you may have heard mm. of this uh <laughs> owned by live well owned by live well talk your <laughs> shit <bro. laughs> hey uh, we need sponsorships after this yeah, show I mean, shit. We to them, but no learn brands shout out learn brands man i'm not gonna lie man learn they, brands i've never heard of that shit learn brands is a little Talk your yeah, shit out. No, it's like it's education and like a lot of cannabis brands. So if it's like gummies or if anything like your dispensary is selling that you're associated with, that's like what they give you quizzes. You take them quizzes and then you get like a free sample of that certain item and shit. So yeah, you can like build and learn of all these different brands and all that shit. But then, then also you can get to taste it and do all that shit. So it's like a review. Hell a review yeah! What? Why has nobody told me about this? I don't know, but it's dope as fuck. Yeah, and they give you samples. They give you, not telling me. They give you little certificates and all that shit. What? It's dope. Awesome. It make you feel like a real, like a like you actually like accomplished. Not only yeah, like you, you're you know not what just I mean? a like, stoner. You yeah, out here you really like, like you connoisseur. Bro, yeah, like, you really know trying. your shit. Like you can actually go out here and represent our company. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's actually fascinating. That's dope. That they have a platform to do that yep. i'm mad i didn't know more about that yeah i'd love whoever. to connect with them yep. what's up <laughs> well it's 
tight, man. Thank yeah. you for sharing about yourself, man. I'm gonna come back to Esco Sparks in a second. Um, but true, my man. What up? Yeah, you're yeah. So quiet. <laughs> yeah, you're so fascinating. Yeah. You know, yeah, I yeah. I feel like I barely know you, but every time it's like we close friends. Right. You know, you familiar face. No, I appreciate that. Of yeah. You. No, and I, I really fuck with you, Bradley, for real, because you know I am a quiet dude, but. That's because like I'm sitting back and I'm kind of peeping. Just, I'm peeping people just <laughs> to see like you know who they really are and shit like that. And you know through your actions, Bradley, you're legitimate and I really fuck with you. So. I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, tell us about yourself. Take this opportunity. You got the floor. Yeah. So I'm I'm from Kansas City as well. I was born in Kansas City, Missouri, but I grew up on the Kansas side for the most of my life. I started out in Kansas City, Kansas, and then I moved out to Overland Park, which is a suburb of Kansas City. So. I went to a pre predominantly like white, like, you know, elementary, middle school and high school and shit. So, you know, kind of like going through that experience and then like kind of being in, in and out of the inner city and then going out to the suburbs. You know, that shit was one hell of an experience and shit. So, mm -hmm. you know, I learned a lot, you know, kind of just dealing with both worlds, you know, both the inner city and the suburbs. But then, you know, kind of as I grew up and like as high school came around, that's why I met this nigga Fresco. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, like at first, you know, I thought he was just one of another black kids at the school about to drop out after semester and never see this nigga again and shit. But nah, like- Y'all stuck it out together. Yeah, like at first, like me and Fresco weren't that tight like freshman year and all that. Cause I didn't know who the nigga was really, you know? But, mm -hmm. you know, as, um, you know, time progressed and all that, me and Matt, you know, we, we really formed a tight bond. And, you know, that's my homie, you know, that's my homie for life and, you know, you know, growing up in high school, like if if it wasn't for him, you know, I don't know where I would be, honestly. You know, I probably wouldn't be here in Denver. So, mm. but you know, we grew up, we kicked it with each other, and then you know, once we graduated high school, you know, we we kind of went separate ways. Where I ended up running track and field in college, and then oh, wow. nah, nigga, you got a scholarship. Don't yeah, play that I, shit down. Yeah, don't yeah. be humble. Don't play that shit down. This nigga got a scholarship. That's he why we legs. separated. Yeah, we separated for a couple of years. I went to you know college to run track, and then Matt he went to KU and shit. So. Mm -hmm. After my uh, two years was up in community college, you know, I was, I was smoking a little too much weed in, in community college, so my time was up. It's about to kick me out. So and I'm like, fuck them. Come over here. Nah, you don't come over here. How long had you been in Colorado before you told uh, Alan to come down there? Man, shit. Uh, well, it was pretty immediate. Like, yeah. I like. Well, no, because no, because we went like after I was done community college. That's when we went to KU with each other, mm -hmm. and you know, we was roommates at KU pretty much the whole time I was there. Straight up. But because I fucked up in community college, I had to stay an extra year at KU. Well, this this man graduated and, you know, he moved out to Denver. You know, he, he laid the foundation. But then mm -hmm. after my year was up at KU and I graduated, you know, that's when I kind of moved out with him. And then, Dope. you know, kind of just seek, you know, better opportunities, you know. so Right. What did you do when you first came to Denver? What, oh, I love you? this part. <laughs> so, what did you get into? <laughs> so when I was at KU, like, I was an intern for Kansas Athletics. I, like, I was a creative writer for, like, you know, the basketball, football, like, the golf teams and all that. Whoa, cool. So I was, like, heavy sports oriented and all that shit so mm -hmm. initially i had like a interview set up for the colorado Rack rockies the you know the professional baseball team and like i had like it was a sales position and all that and you know it, it went well and all that but you know it, it just didn't work out then you know they didn't end up me um offer me the position and all that so you know that kind of put like a, a road uh, a bump in my road a little bit because i didn't know what i was going to do you know i was like so focused on into sports and creative writing and all that shit i didn't know where to go yeah but you know when you know fresco was still out here he was just like you know what man just go home i was like fuck that you know just you know kind of figure shit out you know then kind of um you know 
you know, just figure shit out. And, you know, I kind of did that. But, you know, I came out here a second time after all that. And, you know, I kind of just, you know, back against the wall and needed to find a job. And then that's when I kind of just landed into cannabis. You know, I started out at Livewell as a bud tender. And, you know, it's kind of, it was history, you know, from there, you know, kind of like I've built off of that experience from Livewell. Oh, I gotta take this hit right quick. Take that hit real quick. Pause <laughs> I'm over here calls. trying not to cough into the mic. Pause for the calls, baby. <laughs> But, but yeah, no, I, um, I, um, once I was a butt tender, I live well and all that, you know, I kind of just worked my way up into management and all that. But, you know, I kind of like jump companies. I work for edible companies called Sweetgrass. And then, you know, Sweetgrass got bought out and I, stand up, and I ended up working for Livewell again. So, you know, I ended up moving up within those two companies, became like a manager of like, you know, distribution and, and, and warehouse management and all that. So I've kind of like, built my you know confidence up of being a manager and especially in a pr- predominantly like white you know work industry white general. industry you know there's not a lot of people that look like me that are managers you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know i kind of learned how to deal with that but i also learned how to deal with that early in life growing up you know in a predominantly white exactly. school and stuff so you know my skills have like translated throughout my life and like you know, I find it like I'm pretty successful. You know, this is not even Esco Spark I'm talking about. This is just like, That's you know, right, my yeah, regular. Yo shit. Yeah, we yeah. talking about you right now. Yeah, we this, ain't my, even e- that. this is my everyday like work life shit. You yeah. Know? I kind of just built my way up to be like management of like operations, you know, of a company that's, you know, 16 states wide, you know, which is Aero Brands and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of, you know, and that's the hash pens, right? Yes, the hash pens, you know? Yeah. We, we, I love them. They vibrate when you hit them. <laughs> and they're colorful and tasty and fruity, and I love them. All right. that shit. Right. So, no, it's, it's been a dope experience since I've been out here in Denver. You know, I would call Denver home. I've been out here for about five and a half years now. So, it's, you know, it's just been great. And, you know, just having my homie, my best friend from high school out here, it's just, you know, it's icing on the cake. So, yeah. Already. That's so dope. That's love right there. Fucking right. Hell yeah. <laughs> and that and that's what it goes back to like not having a lot of black kids around at that time in high school. Like y'all connected. Hell yeah. Level. Well, like I was hanging around. Well, there's only a few black kids. You know what I mean? Like I just said that my fault. I'm high, y'all. But <laughs> I was kicking it. With, they were all like, I was like, this motherfucker in my grade, and I don't know. Like we didn't. We never hung out like that for real, for real. And I was like, why? <laughs> and I was just like, like we gotta change that shit. Yeah. Right? And we both like. Ended up really, really, really having a fucking really deep love for cannabis. Mm-hmm. And it was a wrap. Like, I was like, you know what I mean? Um, but what do y'all, like, Trill, what do, what do you do on your, your normal day? Because I know both of y'all kind of, like, roam around the city. You do different jobs, go to different locations, different jobs. Like, what what do you what do you do on your, your yeah, normal day? Yeah, so mainly, like, you know, I'm, like, in, in the building operations. Like, I'm, I'm managing shit, like, within the company. So, like, you know, I got... You could say like it's a nine to five job, but it's like not your standard nine to five. Like any job that's kind of like in cannabis, it's just it's a unique position because it's so new and it's like, you know, you have to deal with so many things that you don't even know that are coming at you. So like but mainly like I'm running operations, making sure that, you know, our producers that we got here in Colorado are taken care of and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, you know, random shit, you know, just making the company operate in a more efficient manner. That's like my main focus of like what I'm doing currently. So hell yeah, that's a dope way of putting that. I like that. Okay, Profesh. Matt, what about you? What do do you do on your day to day professionally? Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if we was doing outside professional. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
fault. My fault, y'all. So no, I have a few uh, core clients um, that are under Esco Spark, but outside of that, I'm actually just now, or recently, excuse me, partnering up with a sustainable packaging company, uh, trying to bring new solutions to not only just industries all over the world, but specifically cannabis, because we all know the waste that is involved uh, with this industry. So you're uh, talking recyclable um, packages? Well, not even recycled, it's home compostable. So it's stuff you can literally, in your own home, see it uh, de degrade. Uh, you can see the degrade, degrade, excuse me, of uh, the materials. It's like a proprietary biomass mixed with cornstarch. Uh, so what it is, is just a, basically a new opportunity for people who are looking for something non-plastic or that contains no plastic. We also have hemp solutions as well. Uh, so just trying to introduce that to the market right now and, um, you know, just like I said, bring solutions right there. Outside of that, uh, work with um, my core clients, um, trying to either coordinate events, um, promote upcoming events or projects. Um, a lot of it is email work, a lot of calls, a lot of Zooms. You know what I mean? Um, I'm very friendly with Google, very friendly. You know what I mean? Because I'm on there looking at sheets, pricing. Docs. Docs, sponsorship sheets, vendor uh, vendor sign-up sheets, all, all, everything that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, giving my input on what security measures that should be had or insurance, things like that. Just partner up uh, and doing the, the, the essential legwork uh, to to what's necessary to make a lot of this dope shit possible. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's literally what I do every single day. Oh yeah, good for y'all. I mean, it's funny, the other day I was um, talking to our mutual friend, Alexis, to X. Shout out, XXD. Mm -hmm. you know, so, she also, she also from KC, mm -hmm. and she also from Rock Shot. Isn't you know that wild? I mean? Like, crazy you guys didn't shit. know each other, Hell but yeah. you were... I know, we met out here. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. Small-ass worlds. Um, but yeah, we were talking about, you know, who my upcoming guests were, and I said, oh, I'm going to have you guys on, talk about Esco Spark, and she was like, what even is that? I know, And right? I was like, girl, I guess we're going to find out I know, Tuesday right? at 8. And like, that's my biggest goal. Uh, this year our biggest goal excuse me is really making the brand known mm -hmm. I mean because there is the service side of it obviously but people don't really know that fucking exists but it's still kind of cool that it, like but, but you it's, know we're, and now this year is trying to develop the lifestyle side of it to right. understand like what the but also right. Esco Spark is an idea too. it really is talk and, talk man you know, it's, it's, it's an yeah, idea how did you guys come up with the name It's a, it was an idea man we were just sitting on the couch one day I, I think Matt he came up with something like he came up with Esco Spark but I was like I co-signed I was like yeah he was there we were living in the same house bro we smoked we, we were in there we lived together dog <laughs> So anytime, anytime I'm on my soapbox talking my shit, just whatever, whatever, my man's is right there. He's like, yo, or he's helping me analyze, strategize. Mm -hmm. Like you said, he's observant. Mm -hmm. So he's seeing all of the variables in real time and is able to kind of give me that feedback essentially that, that, that we need to provide the best experience for anybody that, you know, that is engaged with us. Mm -hmm. But um, Esco, fuck, it's like, it essentially comes from not having, like, not, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's like, think about being on a tundra, right? Like, think about being um, an apex predator in a tundra. Like, you are, you are, it's vast. Like, you only have so much to survive on or to thrive on in these environments, right? We met each other in an environment similar to that. There just wasn't 
there wasn't enough for us mm-hmm. and you think about just an Eskimo and what they have to go through to survive and you know what I think you think about cool shit that was kind of what Esco was it's like alright these niggas is in an Eskimo you talk about two motherfuckers in an Eskimo getting high talking about dope shit and how to survive and make dope shit mm-hmm. and Spark came from just like we always smoking fucking weed and we're sparking new ideas and we want to spark new shit constantly to do because we there ain't shit you know what i mean so like esco spark is that that ideology of like not having as much but making the best of it and sparking some dope shit like period hell yeah you know what i mean so that's what esco spark is and that's what it means so that's what we do i like that you know adversity yeah getting through shit tough tough shit hey not better hey look I and like then, that. you know what i'm saying so we come out here and it's like yo what the fuck like it's like so much opportunity and then to be able to to be able to maximize on that for people or to be able to bring exposure to people who may not be able to otherwise access it like you know what i mean just trying to just trying to do our part in that shit and bridging those gaps mm-hmm and that's dope y'all both brought your skills together and uh you know made a collaborative effort to come together and really create your guys's dream your vision (laughs) fuck yeah yeah. we don't really like this is like our first i swear to god this is our first time actually talking about this shit like this yeah for real together like like for real (laughs) no this is dope but i think this is the first step of what you were saying like getting the word out there and really you know telling people about what you guys do exactly dope and diving in a little bit deeper that's tight um so you guys are creating a creative consulting brand specialized in business development and support mm-hmm. and full spectrum sales what does that mean to you full spectrum sales yo that's that's I'm, i hope that you ask me that <laughs> so um you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of people think like so like i'm not a lot of people just think that sales is like some rudimentary thing it like people do to like get one thing off to another like okay so some people look at sales as like one thing that happens and it you know what i mean like i sold something to you and that was one transaction but in my opinion when you're trying to build and develop something bigger beyond one transaction there's up there's before you were even able to sell something you have to find out who the viable person is or who that viable whether it's a client consumer whoever that person is you have to find out who that person is that's like the first step mm-hmm. now there's people that are literally they their their occupation is to only do that they set up meetings they go out and they set up new business and then there's someone that comes in who may be able to close that deal but they don't necessarily know how to go find that person they know how to close it mm-hmm. but they you know what i mean that's not that's not their part in the sales cycle mm-hmm. or the life cycle of the sale process and then you have someone who maybe does the service part where there's customer service checking in trying to retain that that could be a whole different department mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and in a commercial environment those those are s- separate departments mm-hmm. and different teams sometimes um so what i mean by full spectrum sales is the full life cycle of that sale y'all do it all so i can come in and find you that viable person but also assist you close it and then also maintain that retention mm-hmm. also otherwise known as relationship sales fuck yeah so full spectrum or relationship sales yeah oh, that's how i just learned something new yeah mm-hmm. hey who needs school 
I didn't go, <laughs> I didn't go to college. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't, but you guys are cool. <laughs> Look at me now. I got my own podcast show, so. Yeah, suck it. <laughs> but no, nah, that's what that is. No, nah, that's right. Thank you for explaining on that. Yeah. Um. So, all right. So, I know we got a long show today. You know, one Power 109 listeners, hey, thank hey, you hey. again for tapping in. You know, we just touching on the cannabis, in and out of the cannabis industry, and highlighting the entrepreneurs out here in and out of Colorado as well. Um. So, yep, we highlighted Esco Spark today. And back to that. So, event planning, coordinations, Yo, promotions. Yeah. What sort of products Shut, have you? On. Yeah, and that's exactly what I want to start doing. I didn't mean to even cut you off. Ooh, My fault. That's ass. Boy. Sorry, that was spicy as hell. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. Hey, what what, what was you going to say? What am I doing? Yeah, what was you going to say? I, like, I want to shout out my clients. I want to shout out my people. Oh, shit. Well, hold up. Say oh, that to the <laughs> Lord have mercy. And then now you're my clients. Y'all know who y'all are. They're my family. Yes, man. Yeah, shout out to anybody that you guys work with. That's tight. I mean, um, so that was one of the questions. God. My fault. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. We could take that out. We just take that whole shit <laughs> out, Shadow. <laughs> All right. One more time. <clears throat> so event planning and coordinations, promotions, what sort of projects have you guys already worked on? So a lot of last year was focused on River. Um, River is a new upcoming bar in the Rhino area. River Gallery and Bar. Yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Carissa. River. Shout out to River. Gil. Carissa Gill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, <laughs> and everybody over there right now, we love y'all so much. Um, but last year uh, was the first year that kind of outside reopened up. You know what I mean? Um so that that was a big one uh, that we you know we're super happy to be a part of when it comes to like setting up first fridays different art shows um you know my boy dylan which is one third of our house shout out our house he had his first solo show there mm -hmm. um really just trying to build a platform there um outside of that um we got really involved with Dwayne over there in tetra uh, Love the Tetra family. You know Congratulations I mean? on their grand reopening as Shouts well. Shouts out to Tetra for real for that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're just trying to figure out ways to get more in integrated in them and, you know, bridge that gap with them and the brands that want to get involved because, you know, their doors are getting knocked the fuck in right awesome. now. You know what I mean? And so currently, are you guys under con or contract or working with anyone right now? You said you have your core clients. Right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so right mm -hmm. now it would be... Uh, Chocolate and Herb is one. I'm not sure okay. if you guys have heard of that, but they are a I have fire. yet to try them. I know they're so the chocolates good. are so beautiful, but mm -hmm. like scary. It, <laughs> well, they them. are characters. Each of each one of them are characters in the boxes of levels. Uh, you know, they have CBD bonbons. We gonna get them on the show. Too. Yeah, please do. Mm -hmm. Tyler's a scientist. Like he's fucking dope. Meredith is a is a chocolatier mastermind, um, and they're doing really dope shit right now. So look out for that. Uh, I got my homie Kane over at Red Rolling, Red Rolling, or excuse me, Red Roots Rolling Company, mm -hmm. uh, doing those hash holes. I don't know if uh, you know about the donuts. Mm -hmm. No, they they they're like the hash, the uh, rosin hash infused joints. Ooh, they put the like you know. Oh yeah, with the hole in yeah, the middle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it like it's all bubbling and shit. You yeah. see the turps oh, bursting off in there like it's a jacuzzi. Of goodness, Sheesh. you know what I mean? He making real good noise right now. Um, and I'm just trying to get closer. Uh, to you know the cannabis business office and figure out ways that I can get more involved, especially when it 
comes to making sure people like i said that look like us black people um you know indiv individuals who otherwise are been marginalized and not been able to have the opportunities to really enter this space uh just really trying to focus on that as well mm -hmm. um but yeah, like I said, I'm really busy with Art House as well, uh, de developing a platform just for art in a different perspective. Uh, so I know, you know, you see me over there uh, just doing a little candy couch conversations. Um, we just dropped season two last week. So please tune in to that. Got a lot of dope artists on there. Mm -hmm. um, and we just give them an opportunity to just talk their shit in a way that they otherwise wouldn't or wouldn't have the opportunity to and really tell you know what what inspired them and their perspective on art and why they do what they do and the challenges that they have and stuff like that so i feel like podcasts are going to become like a, a deep trend because yeah music is great but also you know there's no real meaning sometimes in listening to the same music all the time you might as well listen to your friends talk about themselves or talk about the brands or talk about their art you know experiences mm -hmm. and stuff like that i think it's dope that there are so many podcasts and platforms going on right now uh like this one and like the one at our house that y'all yeah. got you know barbershop cut joe thunder smoking with joe thunder podcast like everybody yo, yo, you know joe, yeah. he, he be helping the musical um industry you know so it's like everybody has their niche so i think that's dope that's right. dope. And we all we all find our place we all can find our polka dot and so how do people find y'all like what's the easiest way to get in contact with everybody us? on instagram yep mm -hmm. you know what i mean my instagram is f-e or excuse me f-r-e-s-c-o t-e-s-l-a uh, fresco tesla on ig um mine's a-t parker 29 but I'm not gonna follow you if I don't know you. So. Oh, shit. and that's just that's just oh. Okay, and Esco Spark Esco Spark uh, also has an Instagram E S C O S P A R K, um, and that also is at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with the company. Absolutely. So they can email you DM. Escospark.com. Yep. See you in public because you be See me out. out. Yeah, we're gonna be outside. Yeah, this summer's gonna be great. There's gonna be lots of dope events. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, stay tuned. I know you guys are part of uh the THC Girls app, so I know y'all see yep. all the, the notifications rolling out. There's lots of shit going on. Mm -hmm. And you just reminded me I gotta put on Izzy Blaze and uh, Uncle Snoop's bodegas on there. Don't and, you be you forgetting to I mean? put those uh, flyers on the calendar. Yeah, shout out Eureka, shout out River Pull Up Hell 420. Yeah. Uh we're gonna be kicking it. Right, yeah, that's dope. I can't wait to, to see it and hopefully attend those events. There's so much going on. Um, you know, but let's let's wrap it up. I know I know the the listeners here are ready to go <laughs> go smoke like, some weed. You fuck? feel me? <laughs> this is my longest show, so I appreciate you guys. But we had to double up because you know we want to both give you guys love and um, you know yeah I appreciate you get appreciate you guys coming out again. Um, everyone tuning in, really appreciate you guys. This was a fabulous episode yes. of The Tea with THC. We're going to tune in um, this time. We're going to tune in at 8 p.m. Mountain Time on Power 109 Radio. And keep up with THC Girls. Follow us on Instagram or visit us at our website at www.thehighcountrygirls.com. Stay hydrated, everybody. Thanks, guys.